of the big moves in the power sector has been this drive into green energy, renewables, and solar is in amongst the mix. People are talking a lot about it and going to 2024. Just how much of a big thing will this be? Let's now catch up uh, with uh, one of the participants in the sector, Ross Driver. He's fund manager at Foresight Solar. Ross, welcome. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at the share price in just a few moments' time of the fund and, and ask you a little bit more about that. But just quickly run through what it is you're trying to do here. Clearly, you're offering an investment, and we have you on the IG platform uh, for our long-only investors. And uh, many with SIPs and ISAs will be able to take part in this. But explain more about what it is you're offering uh, to the investor. Of course. Aaron, thanks for having me with you. So Foresight Solar FSFL is a developer and operator of solar farms and battery storage systems, uh, aiming to deliver a strong yield and an element of capital growth for its investors with, a, with an increasing dividend year on year. We manage currently 61 assets across the UK, Spain and Australia and represents more than a gigawatt of installed capacity. The fund benefits from Foresight Group, which is an international investment manager, with boots on the ground experience in each of those markets, but it's trying to deliver that solid, steady yield, but with an element of growth coming through into the share price there for investors. Yeah, what about uh, solar? How how um, how should we be? Um, uh, what's our relationship with solar? I think really is the way I'm trying to get at this because it's actually quite a high cost of entry for for residential um, uh, those that want to power their homes by by solar. And of course, the sun doesn't always shine. This is always the argument against all this. What is your thought about the the principles of solar as part of the renewable sector? Of course, yeah, and it's not exactly the sunniest day here in London today, but it doesn't actually need a strong level of uh, irradiation, as we call it, to actually get the solar farms to work. So they will still be producing even on days like this, not as strong as during the summer months. But in its simplest terms, solar is the cheapest and one of the most reliable sources of power out there. It's also a very fast growing space. Uh, in the UK and other markets, solar power is growing as a proportion of energy mix as companies phase out fossil fuels. And it's uh, moving to more renewable, clean and cheap sources. And it will only increase in the years to come. Now, we've just seen uh, evidence of this at, at COP28, albeit I'd say a non-perfect uh, resolution and drafting coming out of that. Um, but it was the first time that you've actually got all nations there agreeing to move away from the use of fossil fuels. And the interest in the sector isn't just limited to big global events like that. Energy transition and energy security are some of the biggest investment themes of our generation. Renewable energy infrastructure in the UK has already attracted around 120 billion of investments since 2010. And the country's early move into the sector has helped build a strong industry that currently last year generated a record 5.5 terawatt hours of uh, in the second quarter into the sector. So that was 12% increase on the previous year. So it's a growing element into uh, providing for the UK national grid and overseas as well. What about the investment environment in this? What's 2023 been been like? What lessons have we learned from this last 12-month period to take us through into next year? Yeah, well, it's, it's fair to say that the markets have been some of the most challenging, especially since the renewable energy funds such as ourselves were born. The, this is more of a macroeconomic picture in terms of we've had the the, the steepest rise in interest rates in a generation, pretty much since the 1970s, with the Bank of England raising rates there 14 consecutive times up to 5.25%. So 
the disc, we've been reviewing the discount rates and moving the discount rates up, uh, which we apply to the valuations to our funds. But I think the big question has come looking at it, investors looking at it and looking into funds that typically, I think it's fair to say that generally the renewable listed funds have offered a good level of income and yield to investors when gilt rates and bonds were very, very low value. Now that they're getting more comparable, there's a in terms of the returns on that, there's a question about what is it that the or a view on what are the renewable funds delivering to us. And I think we we look at that and then give a response in two ways. I mean, we're already, it's probably too early to be starting to think about rate cuts here in the UK. We've seen the Fed uh spell out their vision of how 2024 may go. I think it may take longer here in the UK. But those guilt rates are coming down already, and the base rate is probably going to start reducing. So we're already starting to see a differential in terms of the returns out of our funds versus gilts and versus risk-free rate on a, on a directly comparable basis. The other point to that is that the funds do offer a growing dividend that uh, unless you've got index-linked gilts, they won't be offering. And uh, we, we have a progressive dividend policy, which we, means we will be upping the dividend year on year to give investors some protection against inflation there. Uh, last year, we increased our dividend by 6%. The other element to it that we think is unique to this sector as a whole, and I feel that the sector should be banging the drum on, is the opportunity for capital growth there. So an example of that was we have a portfolio of um, solar projects in Spain, uh, that we brought through from construction to operations last year. And that added about two pence uh, to the share price in terms of value creation there. So what we see is more investment in development stage, construction stage, bringing these projects through and be able to see at least a modest level of NAV growth over time for investors as well. I mean, it, all, all that's very well. It sounds great. And of course, for a lot of people, we, we've got to do this. There's no doubt about it. But also at the same time, we're hearing conflicting signals from the government. Uh, from someone who works in the industry and is very closely aligned to these uh, stocks and where they're going and so forth, what are your thoughts on how the politics are aligned with with renewables at the moment, especially here in the UK? It's it's a very good question because it's not been the uh, I'd say it's the, the message is not ringing as as true as it could do. I think one of the frustrating things is uh, we've had things such as the, uh, the windfall tax on uh, energy and renewable companies. Look, no one in this sector, in our sector at all. Uh, was averse to paying our fair share of it. We didn't expect power prices to ever get to the levels they were at and um, and weren't expecting. It was in none of our forecasts. So we don't, I, I think myself and the, the leads of the other sort of listed funds would have said, we're fine to pay our fair share. I think the part that grates a little bit and sends mixed messages is that the oil and gas industry were able to get re tax rebates on new investment uh, for their sectors, whereas renewable energy wasn't. So, and if you want to shift across to, renewable energy, then you're, what kind of signal are you sending on that? I think some of the backtracking in terms of moving to net zero is, is unhelpful as well. And fundamentals is, as well, there's a review of electricity market arrangements going on at the moment, and some clarity on that sooner rather than later would be uh, would be helpful. And then, uh, as, as we all knew anyway, there's going to be an election next year. <laughs> the Prime Minister's finally announced uh, the uh, the absolutely obvious, I think. So there, there's quite a bit of uncertainty there. Yeah. But I think it would be, we're, we're behind in delivering on the government's stated, um, it goes back to Boris and his stated target of quintupling solar in the, in the country to 70 gigawatt hours. We're already behind on that target. We need to be adding about four and a half gigawatts per annum. Last year we did one. So there is a lot more that needs to be done. 
I think if I have to take a more positive view of it, there is still a lot of uh, interest and appetite for investment in the UK. The UK has always benefited in all kinds of infrastructure from being a, a solid, stable country with a good credit rating, good rule of law, and attracts international investment. We just want to be helping that come in rather than putting obstacles in the path, hmm. really. Let me bring up a, a, a price chart for the Foresight uh, Solar Fund. Uh, it's FTSE 250 listed. Uh, we were talking about this before we went to air. This red uh, vertical line here is the point that the uh, chart was at at the beginning of 2023. You, you talked a little bit about the confusing signals coming through from the government, certainly uh, from someone that's interested in the sector but not directly involved in it. I, I do get this um, uh, idea that the government's not entirely totally behind the whole thing. I would like to see more drive, obviously, as a consumer. Mm. Um, but um, how much of what we saw last year, that downside, was as a result of the, the, the government's um, positioning on this uh, and how much were other forces? No, it's a very good question, Jeremy. And I think to be fair, I think if we put aside, I mean, we're going back to the start of this year, if we put aside the mini budget of last year that did have an impact on the whole sector and had guilt rates shooting up, what, what you can see there, and I think uh, from what I can see on your red line on the chart, yes, that, that's the point at which uh, the base rate has been uh, increasing significantly or step by step during the year. And the ratings of the funds have literally moved inversely to the to the guilt rates uh, and to the to the bond, uh, the uh, uh, Bank of England base rate hikes. So really, it comes down to that uh, position of investors being spooked by this, but also looking, to be fair, they've, they've been dusting off how to invest in bonds again and, and other, other, uh, uh, other investment classes that they see as giving similar levels of yield for the moment. I think as the, as the gilt yields start to come back down, as we see inflation be tamed, I think you're already starting to see that. And what you will see at the end of that chart is that things are starting to pick up. So there are actions that those of us in the sector can take, like we have taken. We've we've divested of our first projects. Uh, we sold uh, down some Spanish assets at a 21% premium to the NAV to demonstrate that we believe our pricing is correct. We've also been, uh, we've got a, a very active share buyback program where we're uh, actually returning cash to investors via that. But to be honest, I don't think it's going to need some a, a clear sight of um, a clear sight through to guilt rates coming down and a view that the Bank of England is going to start cutting rates at some point in 2024 to really give a drive to the whole sector. This mm. is it's not just us. You if you look at the charts like I do side by side for the whole sector, they're almost a pretty a little bit of difference, but a, a sort of mirror copy of each other. And it's not just renewables, it's the wider you've got the infrastructure and the wider um, investment trust sector has been impacted. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 steer the conversation round to twenty twenty four in some more detail and what you uh, are expecting as a fund manager and and what investors who are looking at this interview might uh, like to be told about in order to make their investment decisions for next year. What what what's, what's your positioning and your um, your message to investors? Certainly. So I think that the sector itself is at a bit of a pivotal moment. The need for cheap, uh, clean sources of electricity has never been stronger in order to get there and in order to sort of target net zero. The, the whole world is moving in this direction anyway. Um, I think if we if we delay investment into uh, into uh, green renewable technologies, we're only delaying the inevitable, inevitable and it will cost us more in the long term. We know that these marginal cost generators coupled with energy storage can drive down prices for consumers. And that is that is demonstrated. Um, we're still at the moment at the mercy of the price of gas. 
And maybe reviews of markets will look to decouple that in some ways. However, the best way to decouple from gas is to deploy a lot more cheap renewables to actually overtake that and knock it out of the merit order. So we're looking at the, the near-term focus, I think, for the sector as a whole, to be fair, but including Foresight Solar. Uh, 2024 is very much, uh, we're going to be looking at addressing the, the discount for um, on our share price. There's several ways that we're doing that already that we talked about in terms of divestments, share buybacks, but it's a question of positioning the fund and uh, paying down expensive debt, um, executing on our on our um, on our sales, um, and then actually looking to uh, free up some dry powder there for when markets start to turn. What we're what we're looking at particularly is investments in development stage opportunities. Uh, we signed our first pipeline, which is a uh, 500 megawatts of development stage projects in Spain earlier this year. And what we see as a as an international solar investor is putting small amounts of money for the moment, so it's not huge amounts of capital, into development stage pipelines that will bring through projects over the next few years. And that could be solar and storage projects in the UK, uh, batteries in Spain potentially is something that we're looking at. They're going to need that as well. But across Europe, including Germany, Italy, uh, development stage projects for both solar and storage to bring through a pipeline and then grow to, to deliver an upside when those projects get through planning, but also when they get through construction as well to show that growth. So we're, we're targeting more of a uh, total shareholder return. Yeah. Look, Ross, it'll be great to catch up with you later on, maybe into 2024. But in the meantime, thanks indeed for joining us for this uh, quick tour around the sector and specifically FSFL, the Foresight Solar uh, Fund, which is uh, part of the FTSE 250 and is on the IG platform uh, for investors uh, to buy into and to include in SIPs and ICES. That's Ross Driver uh, from Foresight Solar. Solar.